Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. So, my message to you today is, after everything I've said, there's a way out. There's a way out of yourself, out of anything you need to come out of, really. There's really a way out. There's a way out. Surely as there's a way out of your country, there's a way out of anything. The spiritual country of things that are unpleasant. Surely there is a way out of your city. There's a way out of the lost city of darkness. And today God has a great plan for you and you'll come out of it. Last Sunday we talked about a way out or the way out part one, isn't it? How many of you remember? Who can give me a, 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 a recap, a short recap and where we actually studied from last week? Who can give it to me? Yes, give me a very short recap. Let's hear you. Wow, beautiful. Let's clap for that. Let's clap for it. Jesus knows your heart. That was that was the part one last week. And I would encourage you, um, I would encourage you to still get the audio. It's still available. We have a podcast, and I think it's available on that podcast. And immediately after service, you can really, really get it for yourself. You might want to listen to the right voice. Praise the Lord. Well, now let's look at it. Matthew chapter 12. Open your Bibles, please. We open Bibles here. We don't stare at screens. Or stare at your screen, whichever one you have. Are you there, please? Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. You know, there's this song that says, I have a wonderful treasure. The word of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible and I. Maybe we should sing it together while you are lifting up your Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, be ashamed. Let's lift it up together. If you say phone, still lift it up. Why not? I have a wonderful treasure, the word of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible and I. Will you travel together? Yes, sir. Yes. You know, today I'm just thinking about the fact that when Bishop David Oyedepo or Pastor Chris Oyakilome or Kenneth Hagen, or Kenneth Copeland, or any of the people that we probably know, love, and um, honor today were starting their ministries. There were very few people who ever believed. Well, there is another of that kind here, and it's a new generation. And I really want to tell you, this is the place for you. You may not believe it, but start with a foundation that you can see being laid, so that one day you can say, we walked in greatness. It might be almost too late for you to build those ministries with those people. I think it's probably too late. What do you think? 
you can't be a foundation right now for one of these people. How can you be a foundation for Bishop Oyedipo, who has 440,000 members on Sunday? What can you add? Even if you added 100,000, what can you really add? So, but you can do something now. Now that it's here and it's young, do something with it. Peter and Andrew came to Jesus when it was very early. Some other people came to join Jesus after 12 people were chosen. And God has chosen you to be here. If you are here, I saw you in my vision. And you're supposed to be here. You are really supposed to be here. Irrespective of what you think. So let's continue with Matthew chapter 12 now. We're going to read verse 25. Matthew chapter 12 verse 25. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. If Satan cast away Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? Okay, so I want to just read to you from verse 25 um, again. The first thing we talked about last week was what? And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, That was where we stopped. So let's just take the remaining phrases. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought into desolation. Yeah. And then it says, every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Now that's the main text, but I want to give you a supporting scripture that would help you. You know, when you think about kingdom, yesterday, you can look at me for a minute. Yesterday, while I was meditating on the word of God on my Bible suddenly I I saw something very very interesting and uh, the spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart a scripture that that really interested me you see when Jesus said uh, if you go down to the next verse I think maybe we should get down there we should get down there yeah it says, it's, um, verse 27, And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. Verse 28, But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. I mean, Jesus is saying, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come. And the Holy Spirit suddenly showed me something. Did you know that Jesus said, the next coming is not the kingdom of God, it's the coming of Jesus? He said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find any faith in the earth? But the kingdom of God comes every time the gospel comes. The kingdom of God comes every time the word and the spirit come together in a person's life. So that's why Jesus said, the kingdom has come unto you if I cast out the devil by the spirit of God. So the coming of Jesus is not the same thing as the coming of of the kingdom of God. Do you understand me? Yes. Yes. That coming of the kingdom of God is very much different. The coming of the kingdom of God is present here and is present now. That kingdom comes every time the Holy Spirit comes. That kingdom comes every time the power of God comes. That kingdom comes every time the word of God produces faith in your heart. Every time a person is saved, the kingdom of God has come into the person's heart do you understand that yes so that is the kingdom of god but in the rapture that we are hoping should come very very soon how many of you are excited about the rapture 
honestly. Are you really excited? You know, one of my pastors is not very excited and was not very excited when we're thinking about the fact that rapture will come soon because he hasn't gotten married yet. Marriage is not his problem. The activities of marriage are his problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately for him, he hasn't soiled his physical body. Some of you have already had the activities of marriage, but then he would be cheated. And I told him, I said, you know what? Jesus promises us a marriage of the Lamb. Well, that's not what he wants, is it now? (laughs) That's that's not what he wants. He doesn't want the real marriage that lasts about a thousand years. Marriage feast that lasts a thousand years. How about a thousand years of reception? No. He wants the activities that come with married, being married to a woman. Do you see that? Yeah. He doesn't really, he doesn't want a child. He just wants the activities before a child. Well, that's what it's like. You know, I've suffered so long. I've been holding it in for long. Other people have fallen into sin. And now you want me to just go pseum. No, God, you got to wait. How about that? Well, maybe God will listen to him and wait. And just the day after the first day of the honeymoon, God says, okay, pam, pam, pam. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and he's going to scream, no, while he's been thinking, no. <laughs> wow. So God is talking to us about something. Every kingdom. Where is the kingdom of God then? And I want to tell you something today. That the kingdom of God is within you. Luke chapter 17, verse 20. Open your Bible, please, just for the supporting scripture. Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. Are we there? Yes. If you are there, say amen. Amen. Wonderful. Now, I want you to look at it with me. It says, verse 20, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. And verse 21, Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God doesn't come with observation. Do you know why? The, 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 the people were not asking, the Pharisees who were asking this question, were not asking the question to mock Jesus. They were really serious about it. They wanted to know when the kingdom of God would come. Because they expected that when a king comes, there would be somewhat of an outward show. Have you ever watched movies where kings are arriving? And what are the movies like? You know, how, how many of you ever got to watch this wonderful movie that if you've not watched, you must watch before you leave this world? You won't have a chance in heaven. Because it's probably never going to show in heaven. How many of you have watched Coming to America? <laughs> right? I think you should have, um, this week should be the week of Coming to America. What that means is download the ringtone and have it as your ringtone. ta na and before you pick your call, make sure you walk about a bit like this. You know, and ask someone to spray flowers. They say, yeah, hello, sorry, I was making my entrance. It was quite amazing, isn't it? And when the king was coming in, the king of Zamunda, and he would throw the flowers, people would throw flowers and walk this way and walk that way. That's the observation. So in other words, Jesus is saying that the kingdom doesn't come with the eyes, but the son of man, when he comes, he will be seen. When Jesus comes the next time, he says he will come with the appearing of the angels, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Isn't it? 
So the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Now, if the kingdom of God is within you, and he says every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, then he must be talking about the experience of two kingdoms inside one person. There is only supposed to be one kingdom inside you, light or darkness. Every kingdom divided against itself. If the kingdom is within you, then there should not be the existence or the place for two kingdoms in your life. Did you know some of us have the place of two kingdoms in our lives? He tells us that the reason you shouldn't have it is because it will lead to desolation. Why is the urge? Some of you, you, you don't smoke anymore. If I say how many of you used to smoke before, you raise up your hand. You, don't, you used to smoke. How many of you used to fornicate before, you raise up your hand. You know? How many of you used to steal before, you raise up your hand? How many of you used to lie before, you raise up your hand? Then I now ask, how many of you still have the urge for it? Well, some of you will still raise up your hands. Do you know why? Because there are still two kingdoms within you may know all the right scriptures, but you don't have one kingdom in your heart yet. You may know all the right teachings, but have you noticed that teaching is not enough? There is something, there must be the quality of change in your life. Have you noticed it? You have learned so many things. How many of us have given our lives to Christ up to 12 times before? How many of us have given our lives to Christ up to 10 times before? Twelve is more than that. Some of us didn't raise our hands. I'm looking for a chance. <laughs> what about eight times? Seven. Eight times. Up to eight times. About seven. What about six? Five, four, three, two. What about who gave your life to Christ only one time? You have not given your life to Christ yet. <laughs> have you? Because your hand was not up for anything. Now listen to this. Well, I can tell you that I gave my life to Christ until Jesus would have said, Hey, you, come, live the life. <laughs> and I said, Come, you stand up, live this life. Live this life. It's for serious people only. You are not a serious person. But I also discovered that coming out to say, Lord Jesus, I receive you into my heart. I believe you died for me. Come and be the Lord of my life. I receive you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not really salvation. You just made a public show. Did you mean it from your heart? Did you mean it from your heart? Because there are, there are some of us that the only reason people know that you're, you are a Christian is because your name is Christian-like. You have a Bible name. You have a Hebrew name. And your, 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 your traditional name means something godly. See, my traditional name means God. God what? God's will be done. That's my traditional name. That's what it means. You might as well call me God's will, but if you do, I won't answer. Because I don't know the name. I just know I have that name. You see, T, that T in teacher, which is supposed to be PT now, but TT has stuck. Why not? Let's flow. Because I'm still a teacher. So there is, there is not that evidence of real heart transformation. There are still two kingdoms in there. Fighting. Fighting. And once there are two kingdoms, Jesus said automatically you will be brought to desolation. As a human being, your life will experience desolation. 
Now, there are many of us here whose lives experience desolation. My life used to experience desolation. My life used to experience desolation. I want to show you the meaning of desolation. If you have a dictionary, you might as well. But I, I have this pocket thesaurus that shows the, uh, what should we call it now? The synonyms for desolation. Now, I want you to look at this. The first thing that it says is barrenness. Barrenness. If there are two kingdoms within you, then there is division within you. And if there is a division within your nature, then everything you do will always function, will always end up in barrenness. How many of you are ready for barrenness to really be over? Do you know what it means to be barren? To be unable to produce results, to produce fruit. If it's a woman, unable to produce children. Did you know that that's one of the solutions to people who cannot give birth to children? If you know somebody who cannot give birth to children, preach this to them. And pray for them. And say, out! And when you say, out, it will out. Because desolation means barrenness. You know, many of us, honestly, we're not so honest. Did you know the hardest person to tell the truth is you? Hence why it's not easy for us to judge ourselves. It takes the grace of Jesus Christ to judge yourself. Did you know that? Yeah. It's not easy to look at yourself and say, I really, really don't have sense. It's not easy to look at yourself and say, I'm a fool. The only time we come to the place of looking at ourselves and knowing ourselves for what we are is when we have squandered everything. Usually it is when you get to the age where you are no longer strong enough to function. That is why at old age, more people have regrets. Do you get that? He, do you want to use a... Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, there's no life in your praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's great. So, I was telling you something. That that's the only time most of us don't know how to tell. Uh, we, 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 we start saying the truth. Then that's when you start having wise sayings. When you grow old, you start having wise sayings. You say, what a man can see sitting down. My boy. Even if you claim the Oracle. Because he knows he has failed until... But he never accepted to tell himself that he was not doing what he was supposed to do. I once met a man who was a billionaire. Or a millionaire. And told, you know, and uh, is a supporter of my ministry. And, you know, this man told me, one of the reasons I really, really want to support you is because when I was a teenager, I heard the voice of God clearly. I heard an audible voice call my name and say, I want you to be a pastor. And he decided to be a millionaire. He's living with regret till today. And he's very, very, very unhappy because he has retired. His bones are limber. You know, that is how it is. At a certain age, you can no longer deny the truth. But you can know it now. Amen. Amen. Is your life undergoing that desolation? Let me show you another meaning for it. This is quite interesting. Distress, unhappiness. It's supposed to be always a river of joy. Every bad condition that you face or every adversity that you face is supposed to draw you closer to God and make you a happy person. But you are sad. You need things to make you happy. You need coke, Fanta, or even alcohol. 
You need friends. You are always bored. You know bored people are not happy people. Bored people are not. You just sit and say, hey, this place is too quiet. This place is too quiet. This place is too quiet. You're always, you're not a happy person. You see, you like happiness. You don't like happiness. What you don't like, what you really, really don't like is your own company. The voice of your heart is very noisy. So you don't like your company. And you don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because people who have fellowship of the Word and the Spirit actually enjoy being alone. Because in that quietness, they will hear the Lord. Amen. Another word for it is misery. Feeling miserable. Another word for it is loneliness. Loneliness. You know, it's very, very interesting. There are some of us here, since you were of marriageable age, you have never not been in a relationship with the opposite sex. You don't know what it means to not be without a relationship. Because of that, you have much pain from the past. You are a really lonely person. Young you may be, but lonely you are. Another word is extinction. Every kingdom divided against itself goes into extinction. Every man that has two kingdoms inside him goes into extinction. You will keep fighting for things, and those things will never come to pass. You know, I once met a person that said to me, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, we'll be rich. And I looked at him and I smiled. I said, you'll be rich? Isn't it amazing? And just upon looking at him, I saw a certain number of demons that were inhibiting him. And I just smiled. And I said, no matter what it is, do you know how many billions of people say that? And less than 1% of every population of the earth never get there. It's not about what you're sure of. It's about the kingdom that is inside of you. Do you understand? It's not about the, fi- the, the principles and the theories you know. There's a reason all the principles you know don't seem to be working as they should. There's a reason. Because there are two kingdoms within. What is a demon doing with your life? What is darkness doing with your life? You can talk the Bible with your friends who talk Bible, but you know that the Bible is not living within you. Every kingdom. It's not for God's good that there should be only light in you. For God himself will not suffer desolation. Amen. Are you with me? The other word is ruin. Every kingdom divided up against itself is brought to what? Ruin. Ruin. This is how most marriages are in ruin. Most marriages are in ruin. You know? Can you imagine two, a husband and wife, a couple being married, and it's been 15 years since they had intercourse, but they live in the same house. They've become friends. <laughs> They've become friends. Like just buddies. Hey, what's up, roommates? They've become roommates. Did you know this is what's happening to most of your parents today? When you look at your parents, you don't know. 
But really, it has ended since, after the last death. Or even probably before. The last one was a mistake. It is true. It's surely not a lie. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you something today. Waste is real. Do you know that it's very true? Today it's happening faster. Shortly after marriage. Are you with me? Shortly after marriage, people lose interest in each other. Have I seen it before? Oh, I promise you I've seen many of it. Both within and outside of this nation. Because our young generation is not used to light alone. Older generation was used to light. We are not accustomed to light alone. You know, most of what we teach sometimes is a mixture of other religions and other thoughts. We bring in general philosophy into Christ. Trying to teach people the principles of success. But Jesus Christ is better than that. We can trust him enough to say what he said and have results. So we are not so much full of the light of God. I want to tell you a few more. Another one is wretchedness, gloom, anguish. And this is a very interesting one, melancholy. Melancholy. So desolation means melancholy in in the English. So those of you who say, you know, I'm a melancholic personality. Uh, hello, I, I, just, I just want to talk to you. You're not a desolation personality. When you come to Christ, all things are passed away. The good sides of any personality should be what should work in you. Not the bad sides. Why is it so? Because true faith, weakness is turned into strength. Hebrews chapter 11 says that. Say to your neighbor, true faith. Again, true faith. Weakness. Your weakness is turned into strength. Can we clap for Jesus? Amen. Now, look at the next thing he says. And every city or house is what? We're still in Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. What does it mean? Every city or house. Is it not interesting that in the book of Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says you are a city on a hill. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible calls you the house of God. Say, I am a city. Say, I am a house. Every city and every house divided against itself, within itself, will fall. That means, somehow, unconsciously, by the aid of demons and ignorance, we are setting up ourselves for a great fall. Fall from the Spirit. Some of us have already fallen in the Spirit. Because in reality, you're not truly dedicated to God. You're a churchgoer, but not a believer. You're a church girl. You're a church boy. You have Sunday clothes. Beautiful. I mean, let's all have Sunday clothes. But you don't have Sunday spirit. Every day is not a Sunday for you. Every day is not a Sunday for you. Some of you still feel tempted to the things that you used to do before. 
Did you know that when Jesus Christ, if someone is truly the true salvation, I want to tell you this, in the true salvation, the memory of your past is taken from you. I want to tell you that it will happen to you today. You don't think it's possible. It will happen to you today. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's not because Jesus appeared to me. I'm telling you. That's why 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 is a great scripture. When it says all things are passed away, it was not, it's the things of the mind. If you have a reference Bible, it quotes Isaiah where he says, remember not the former things. That means your memory is affected when Christ comes into your life. Why? One of the greatest challenges that we have that stops us from moving forward is the pain of the past. It's regrets of the past. Sometimes you're just sitting down and something comes to mind. Some of us have stopped watching pornography or are struggling with watching pornography, but suddenly you're sitting down and that video comes back to your heart. Pain from the past. Now you're trying to delete it. You, you just stop yourself. You start to stand up and start <laughs> If you're a guy, you start arranging your trouser. <clears throat> Lord, help me. If you're a lady, you just start isolating yourself. Why? Why is it so? Because there are the former things that should not be remembered. That the, the, the power of Jesus through faith takes away from your brain. The first thing it takes away is the emotion that that pain causes. Every sin in the soul is pain. Because the soul was not made for sin. It's pain. And it affects you. So it comes at the end of the day with regrets. Do you understand? It comes with regrets. It comes with so much. There's so much. You know, I get very, very amazed when somebody is telling the story of his past and is smiling and it's like, oh boy, that we rocked that joint. You, Paul calls it the shameful things of the former life. But for you, it's the things you missed. It's like, oh boy, we bad that time. Oh, oh my God, no, say we don't do this. Why are you so happy? Why are you so happy? Do you know what you missed in, if you had walked in the light from when you were a child until now? Do you know what you would have been? Surely I'm not talking about riches, but riches you would have had. Because if a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Yes. I will never forget a cousin of mine who was being compared with me when I was younger. I would say that I was Satan's first child. And he was Jesus' first son. He was quite a good guy. He was so good, I looked at him and felt bad. Have you ever looked at someone and just said, what's wrong with me? He was so good and I was so bad. And I was, there was always a big compare. I mean, he would, as at when we were kids, I mean kids, 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 my cousin, we were kids. And this young boy would be praying and meditating. He was meditating. Do you know what he We were watching cartoons and fighting and doing very bad things and going for girls and he was just, he would be walking on, he will be walking in the room like this. And I would come and say, what are you doing? He says, I'm reciting the scripture I just read. Hey, my goodness. Then I will just go and open my Bible angrily. Me too, I can do it. Ah, hey, hey. 
<laughs> we used to insult him for being too good. Well, thank God he was too good. Today, I don't admire what he is. He's a different person. But what he was, he has never been able to struggle his whole life. For that life of missing out on evil things. You know, one day he called me and he, he, he was in London then. And then he said, man, I just watched pornography. And he was weeping. And I thought to myself, you know, the first time I watched pornography, I was like, ah, (laughs) glory. And he cried. He cried for up to a week. And I'm like, my goodness, what kind of angel is this? I cried that there was nobody to enact what I watched. He cried that he watched. But there is a great thing. The Bible says in another place, Proverbs, I think, chapter 14. It says, righteousness exalts a nation. Sin brings shame to that city. Did you read Romans 7 in the general Bible reading? Did you see... That when one cannot help himself but do the evil he knows that should not be done, then it is not him, it is sin. So sin is a spirit that can be cast out. Then it is not, it's not you, my friend. That thought that you can't control is not you. Welcome to a place where it can be taken away. Praise the Lord. So what shall we do? In light of all these things, one kingdom should be in you. There's this song that we used to sing when I was a member of a certain church. I've been a member of almost every popular church you know. I learned from a lot of people. And uh, one of those churches that I learned from was the Lord's Chosen. You know? And one of the songs that I, I really got to like so much, so, so much, was this Show me the hope you have. The kingdom of God is the hope I have. And every time I think about it, I realize that the kingdom that the people were thinking about was of heaven above. Meanwhile, heaven is really within. Is it heaven and hell that is in you? Because if there are two kingdoms in you, you're already divided. And surely the solution is here. It is only a matter of time before you see that you are really desolate. Before you see that you might be a walking bag of worms. But I want to tell you something today. That the kingdom of light can take over. And only light. Jesus said, if your whole body is full of light, then what? Great is the light within you. If your whole body is full of light, great is the light within you. How many of you would like only one kingdom to be at work in you? Can I see your hand? Did you know you wouldn't like that? Your hand was taking so long. Did you know the the difference? You know, it is better. It is very much better to choose between light or darkness, but not to have light and darkness. How many of you have ever tasted your sweat before? If that's how the water you were drinking was, would you like it? Have you tasted your tears before? What does it taste like? 
How many of you have ever swam in the ocean before? Ocean. Maybe the Atlantic. <laughs> no, 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 no. The way you're laughing, um, all beaches are ocean beds. That the, 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 the front, a beach is an ocean. Huh? All the beaches in Lagos are Atlantic, at the Atlantic Ocean. So how many of you have gone to a beach? <laughs> how many of you have been to a beach before? Did you get into it? You were just on the borderline. You never, you didn't want to hear that the water took you away. <laughs> yeah. If you ever tasted water from the ocean, you will know why the ocean is a desert. If you were stuck in an ocean, it's the same thing as being stuck in Sahara. Or in the Gobi Desert. Exactly the same thing. Extreme temperatures and a lack of water. You are in water without water. If you want to die faster, then drink from the ocean when you are there. How about that? This is how some of us are. With the division inside your soul, you are in the midst of water and you are thirsty. What I see today through the eyes of faith, that the thirsty land, the dry land, is becoming filled with the fresh water of the Spirit. Do you believe it? If you believe it, then it will come to pass for you. You know, your finances are not struggling because you are not of age yet. You might actually want to think about that. Or because you are in the wrong country. You know, it's funny that you say that. Because I know some people quite younger than you. Who have been any country they want to go. And where they are is because of a calling. Without the aid of parents. I know. And I can tell you that it is not because of your background. Because if your background is holding you down, then surely you need to be delivered. So if you claim that it's your background, or you feel that it's your background, how about stepping forward that a demon may be taken out? It is better that a demon is taken out than that you are so proud that you say there's nothing wrong with me. Because if something is wrong and you are too big, you know the amazing thing? I've seen it before. I've seen someone with something wrong say there's nothing wrong. Maybe because of something he was taught or didn't know. You know, some of you might be inhibited by something that you, a certain kind of thinking that you might have learned also from the Word of God. But you didn't have a balanced nature. The balance is the truth because it is the truth that sets free. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The truth of God is the grace of God. Can't you see that you're about to be free? Can't you see that you're about to live as true sons of God today? It's not you. It is sin within you. And it can be dealt with. You can hear the word out. And then it will come out. One day I'm going to write a book called Come Out. And chapter one will just be come out. Say after me, out. That's what will be there. That's chapter one. Say after me, out. 
chapter 2. Say after me, out. <laughs> it will have 100 chapters, and each chapter will say, say after me. Because one of the most expensive books in the world has nothing in it. It made Guinness World Record. The only thing that was on it was the, the name of the book, the book of your life. After that, all the chapters are empty. It says, write your story. Is it not funny that it sold? Billions of people, millions of people bought it all over the world, and it made Guinness World Record. You could have taken a jotter and written your own story, but you would buy the book to write your own story. It's funny. You don't need to write your story. Something good is written for you. Amen. Something better than you have. Do you know that all the things you are thinking about that are the good things of life all come from sin consciousness? You don't even know what good is. Praise the Lord. My message is over for today. Thank you very much. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. Close your eyes as I, as I pray for you. <clears throat> now, honestly, if you truly want to give your heart to Jesus Christ, I don't want you to raise up your hand or stand up or come out today because everybody here has been born again before. But this time around, there must be a new kind of found faith because the righteousness of Jesus is standing with us today. And I just want you to begin to tell the Lord, Lord, fill my heart. Lord, be my Lord. Be my true Lord. And take this part of darkness away from my heart. If you are full of light, nothing you do should be failing. Nothing you do should be slow walking. If it is slow, then you should know that it is the will of God. Nothing you do should fall. Nothing you do should fall. There should be no occasion of stumbling with you. You may say seven times the righteous may fall. It is provisioned upon those who fall. There are those who may not need to fall. Because they have learned wisdom. I wanted to pray and talk to the Lord right now. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your kingdom come into my heart. Let your light shine into my heart. Let your light fill my heart. Your light only. I don't want you to pray this thing in your mind. I want you to pray out, everybody. I want you to say that let your kingdom come into my heart, your, whole, your full light. God knows the part of your, light, your heart. And you know the part of your heart that needs light so that there will be no more darkness. But even if you don't know, tell the Holy Spirit, into my heart, come into my heart and be the king everywhere. Let your kingdom fill my heart. Pray, 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 pray it. Jesus Christ is here. Jesus Christ is here in you. God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Tichatonye today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Kindly share your questions, prayer needs, and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you, no matter how brief, via our email address at plefan at gmail.com. That is P-L-E-F-A-N at gmail.com. 
kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.